to another episode of I'm Chris Don One Podcast, episode 54, How You Living, I'm Living Swell. This is going to be a jam-packed episode with nothing but sports, okay? So, uh, we're going to be talking about Giannis, the Milwaukee Bucks. We're also going to be talking about uh, uh, Clowney. He just signed a contract to an NFL team, how that's going to, how he's going to fit with that NFL team. And we're also going to be talking about some NBA news, okay? Well, without further ado, let's get into today's topics, okay? So, the Milwaukee Bucks and the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat has a 3-0 lead, okay? Uh, now, last night, Milwaukee Bucks survived and they won a game. That's 3-1, all right? But we have all seen this a time or two, all right? You know, t- typically, when teams are down 3-0, they, they, majority of the time, lose the series, all right? Uh, because, and I have seen teams come back from a 3-0 hole. Most recently, the Denver Nuggets with Matumbo, all right? Uh, uh, they came back. And, you know, I think that's the last team I saw that come. Uh, I, I could be wrong. It could have been, uh, you know, uh, another team have done this recently. But I'm thinking that's the only team that have ever came back from a 3-0 deficit. Okay. Uh, I don't think any team uh, in this current climate of the NBA uh, in, in the semi, uh, in, you know, in the middle of the playoffs, uh, have dug themselves in a 3 0 lead, a deficit, and came back and won. All right. Uh, you know, so, and, um, you know, I know I, I, in the back of my mind, I'm trying to think about when LeBron James played, uh, when, when the Cleveland Cavaliers played to go to State Warriors. And this was like, uh, like uh, a few years ago when, uh, Draymond got suspended, uh, but at that time, I don't think the, the Cleveland Cavaliers were down 3-0, okay? I'm not 100% sure on that, all right? So, uh, without further ado, yeah, the majority of the time, teams that are down 3-0, they, they usually uh, lose the series the majority of the time, okay? Uh, I, I don't know what type of percentage, maybe it's 80%, 90%, but... Whatever the case is, you know, it's it's hard for a team to come back from that deep of a hole, all right? So, at the time when they were 3-0, even though last night they won last, the Milwaukee Bucks won last night, um, Jay Wheel had this proposal, uh, you know, I, and I think he said this on Get Up, where he says, Giannis... You know, he clearly needs Giannis is, is a Pippin, a Scotty Pippin, and he needs a Michael Jordan. And that, I mean, uh, you know, that left a sour taste in some people's mouths, most notably Scotty Pippen. When Scotty Pippen sort of clapped back and said, uh, you know, uh, basically, well, what were you in your playing days? Okay. Uh, you know, scoffing at the notion that. Uh, okay, so he's Scottie Pippen, so Scottie Pippen isn't good anymore. Uh, which Scottie Pippen was a top 50 player, okay, but he also played alongside Michael Jordan, all right. And when he played, uh, f- when he uh signed that uh signed that a uh, contract with the Rockets, really couldn't do nothing with the Rockets. Then he ended up go- going to uh the Blazers, 
And what well with the Rockets, let's be real about it. Uh, he he signed up on a team with an out of shape Charles Barkley, who who he was basically on his last legs. Uh, you know, he was just there for the paycheck. And uh, Akeem Olajuwon was, you know, look, uh, the glory days were clearly behind Akeem Olajuwon. Uh, maybe he signed there because of what Charles Barkley and Akeem Dream said. Akeem Olajuwon said, and after you know, you know, spending some time there, he he came he, he came to the realization this was not going to work, and that's when uh, he got traded to um, the Blazers. And the Blazers got pretty deep, but the oh, there was one team that was always in their way, and it was Shaq and Kobe and the L.A. Lakers. All right, um, a lot of people think that. Um, Scotty Pippen could have won a ring without Michael Jordan, uh, you know, when he was with the Blazers. And that one time, well, that time when Michael Jordan retired, played baseball, trying to figure things out in life. You have to understand Michael Jordan was going through a lot of stuff in his life. Okay, we're not going to dabble into that. But when he had, but when Scotty Pippen had the opportunity to uh, win a ring without Michael Jordan, they they uh, without Michael Jordan, the Bulls ha- had a had a good record in the regular season, and it was about to uh, win, uh, you know, against the uh, uh, the Knicks, and uh, the infamous, uh, you know, we're gonna give the ball to Kuko, so I don't want to play. I felt like that really hurt Scottie Pippen's legacy. And it also hurt, you know, a lot of people repping up for Scottie Pippen, okay? Because when you talk about Scottie Pippen, that's the first thing you mentioned. Well, he didn't want to come into the game when uh, Phil Jackson selected Tony Kukos to make the last shot. And he didn't he didn't want to play under those rules, all right? Uh, you know, the migraine, the, when he had the migraine uh, game, uh, that was already, you know hurtful when it comes to his reputation and his legacy but that even uh you know put the nail in the coffin and when he went with the blaze when he played for the blazers he did pretty good he did all right okay but uh, he couldn't get the blazers past uh kobe and shaq a lot of teams uh in that particular time couldn't get past kobe and shaq okay when they was at their apex all right but that's neither here nor there so um Scotty Pippen, when Jay Will uh, said that, Scotty Pippen was kind of insulted by that. All right. So, whatever the case is. All right. But if you really peel the comment, what Jay Will said, he might be on to something. All right. And let's just look at it. If you look at Giannis as a player, Giannis can do a lot of multiple things. Uh, uh, with the basketball, both on offense and both, and also on defense. Uh, on uh, o- on offense, he can just uh, take the ball straight to the hole, or he can play uh, with the back. Uh, his he can play with his back in front of the basket. He can play that way. He can play around the basketball uh, with tip ins, r- uh, offensive rebounds, assists. He can do a multitude of things around that basket. Uh, Giannis is like a big man in a small forward body, okay? Uh, Athletic, strong, 
you're not gonna move Giannis around. Once he finds his position down low, he he's there. Not a lot of players can be able to move him around. Tough-minded individual, okay? But when it comes to his mid-range, when it comes to him sitting at the corners around the three-point uh, margin, he, you know, he was working on that. Okay, that wasn't a fully consistent thing of his where he can go into his bag and say, well, okay, well, if y'all gonna keep me away from staying down low, that's fine. I can hover around the mid-range section. I can hover around the three-point and I can still be a factor and someone that you're going to have to really uh, put two or three guys on me. Uh, it wasn't a consistent, when it comes to his mid-range and his three-points, it wasn't consistent. I'm not saying it was Ben Simmons awful, but it wasn't consistent, all right? it was It was not something that uh, he was accustomed of doing. Now, two years ago, he was working on that because I remember the talk of the town was, well, if you push him away from the basket, then, you know, he's not as effective on the mid-range and the three-point. And he was working on that, okay? And he was getting very, he was getting very good at it, okay? But was he potent at it? No, but he was getting very good at it, all right? And due to this pandemic, the, the one thing when you're working on your weaknesses and you're making your weaknesses your strengths, the one thing that cons that you can consistently depend on is trying it out on a competitive level, okay? You cannot manufacture this at home or at the gym or during practices. You can only get better at this on a competitive level, all right? And I felt like he was on to something uh, two years ago and this year, but then when the pandemic happened, everybody sort of took a, uh, uh, a step back, sort of, okay? This, uh, this environment that they're in, the bubble, this was kind of rushed. They only played a handful of regular season games and they went straight into the playoffs. That's not enough time to get back into your old groove, in my opinion, okay? So now, uh, when you look at when you're watching the playoffs and you noticing your favorite star player struggling a time or two, it's not the fact that they're they're getting older. It's the fact that the, you know the stuff that they were accustomed to doing and they was working on to the benefit of them of of them. Uh, they didn't have that that much time to work on it on a competitive level. All right, that's why you know LeBron James has been on and off. Damian Lillard, you know, he was, uh, you know, he couldn't re he couldn't recalibrate what he was doing uh, at the end of the regular season. You know, he tried to manufacture it uh, in one game with the with the uh, Los Angeles Lakers, and then after that, he just went back to you know he just went back to a custom of what he was doing. Uh, on those handful of games in the regular season, so he couldn't he couldn't recoup that. Okay, so you know when when you talk about Giannis, Giannis is in that same type of situation. Now, let's be fair and let's be honest. Uh, I feel like Giannis needs another player, another major player. Okay, because. If you're if, if you're the opponent, all you have to do is double team Giannis, keep him away from um, 
from putbacks, offensive rebounds, defensive rebounds, uh, you know, keep him from trying to uh, uh, go through, I mean, go to the hole like a locomotive. If you stop those um, those areas of impact for Giannis, then Giannis going to have to depend on other things, okay? He's going to get his other, uh, his, his, his teammates involved with his assist game. He's going to have to float around the mid-range, get a couple of points that way, and he's going to have to hit uh, uh, some, 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 some three-pointers. You're, you're, you're kind of making him unbalanced, you know? He's not accustomed of doing that on a consistent level. He's more of accustomed to playing low to the basket, all right? So, and like I said earlier in this podcast, Giannis is a big man in a uh, small forward's body, all right? Uh, So, Giannis got a lot of developing to do, not a lot, but he does have developing to do on the other things he can get better at, okay? And, uh, you know, this happens to to all of them, all right? Uh, But... I'm pretty sure Giannis is going to win uh, MVP of the regular season again, okay? But the the jury is out on how to defend him, all right? People are going to, if they, well, when they lose this series to uh, the Miami Heat, then people, get, uh, they're going to, they're going to, re- they're going to look at all these games and they're going to look, okay, this is how you can exploit Giannis, by pushing him away from the basket. And until he gets better at that in his repertoire, then that's going to be his kryptonite, all right? Uh, but yeah, he's going to need uh, another star with him. Now, the beauty of what the Milwaukee's the, the Milwaukee Bucks organization is doing is they're not giving up on their homegrown talent, okay? They're, they're not going to be like the Lakers. Okay, we're going to give up on all our talent, trade all our our assets away, even our future away to get AD. Uh, The Bucks are not going to do that. All right. Because let's just be fair. Let's be honest. Nobody really wants to live in Milwaukee. Okay. When you talk about NBA players. Okay. It's not an attraction where people want to be. All right. And Giannis is under the same situations like, uh, like LeBron was when, uh, when he went on his first go around with Cleveland, he could not get players to, to join him in Cleveland. He basically had to leave Cleveland to go to Miami to, to join up with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh came along. All right. So, uh, I think something similar like that for Giannis is probably going to happen. That's why you've been hearing a lot of wild rumors and reports of if they lose this series, Gian- Giannis is done. He's not going to, uh, he, he, he's probably going to demand a trade or, you know, just leave the Bucks and go elsewhere. All right. And you've been, and you know, we all have heard the rumors of there's a possibility he can go to Golden State. If let's just use the go to state argument because I think a lot of people are, you know, you know, a lot of rumor mills are saying he should go, he'll probably go to go to state. And I just don't see it a good fit there uh, because they already got a, a sort of a Giannis or poor man version of LeBron James. And he could be a, a definitely a poor man version of Giannis. And they, they already got Draymond Green there. Okay. 
Uh, Draymond Green is, is, is has that same mindset and skill set as Giannis. Can really uh, down down below, he's a monster. Okay, can defend the 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 best player on the other team. Okay, but when it comes to all the other things, uh, you know, he, he, it's questionable. His mid range and his three point game is non existent. Okay, so. Um, well, his three-point game is non-existent. I, I wouldn't say so about his mid-range game, but he's not, uh, you know, you know, he's not an all-round player. All right, uh, Giannis has a potential of being uh, a, a player that can play. Now, well, he can already play both sides of the ball, but he obviously on the offensive end he has uh, some work to do. All right, I just don't see it working there with Golden State, and Golden State will have to give up a lot for Giannis. Okay, let's just be fair about that. Obviously, Draymond Green is gone, but then they also have to give up some other players as well. Um, uh, you know, so to me, Giannis, uh, if if he loses series to um, if, if, uh, to the Heat, uh, there's a possibility where he might want to demand a trade or get get the get the heck out of Milwaukee. It's not Milwaukee's fault. Milwaukee, look. Uh, if the Milwaukee Bucks organization say, you know what, now there's there there is some speculation. He, also, he can go to Toronto. But if uh, if the Milwaukee Bucks want to keep Giannis and say, look, we'll keep, we'll do whatever we have to do to keep you here, and they the first thing we have to do is give up a lot of those players that they drafted on their roster. Okay, and that's uh, you know to me you're. you're to me, when you when organizations do that, they're selling off their future, okay? And this can have long term, uh, long term effect on your organization as far as, uh, you know, re-upping and reloading. All right. Uh, if you don't believe me, look at the Cleveland Cavaliers. They gave up. They mortgaged a lot of their future, and now that organization has flatlined a lot of people say well now it's flatlined because lebron james is gone uh no they're flatlining because they had to sell all of their future resources their picks and everything signing uh players uh that no one wants okay so they had to uh you know uh you know hope uh that uh, they could take a buyout or whatever or just be simply stuck with the contract uh, now the Cleveland Cavaliers, it's it's going to be like another 10, 5 or 10 years for this organization to, you know, get back into the swing of things. Not competitive, not playoff bound, not uh, NBA finals bound, but just to get back into the swing of things. All right. And, you know, a lot of teams are hesitant in making those decisions. Uh, you know, when LeBron James leaves... Uh, the Lakers, I don't think Lakers are going to sign him to another extension. Uh, and then there, and if AD stay, sticks around, then that's all you have. It's just AD. You don't have anything uh, in the future that you can pair alongside AD. Is AD going to stay with the Lakers for the next three to four years, even when Le- LeBron's got one more year on his contract? You know, so a lot of teams don't want to be put in that position. And I feel like the Milwaukee Bucks, no, look, 
we're, we're in a state that nobody wants to uh, know. Uh, it's not a desirable destination for uh, NBA players. All right. So, i.e., we're going to have to develop our own player base, our own talent base by drafting right, picking the right player and picking the player that fits our scheme in our game plan. All right. So uh, I, there's a possibility that he could leave. Okay, uh, but you know it is what it is. All right, so I I, I understand why uh, Pippen is kind of was drawn back to what Jay Williams said, but in theory, I wouldn't have said it that way. I would have said he, clearly he needs someone else. He's he's going to need a second fiddle for that team. If, if they really want to make noise in the playoffs, okay? Uh, so, particularly when teams, all teams are going to do is double and triple Giannis. And do you have players around Giannis that can consistently uh, take up uh, when Giannis is, is tripled and double team and his he don't have much of uh, a shot selection when he's def- when he's defended that way and now he's got to depend on other people do you have those other people that Giannis can really depend on that's the question and we're about to find out uh they won last night and uh to be truthfully honest with you this can go either one or two ways uh if they if it if it turns out they uh overtake and win the series with the Miami Heat that's going to put Giannis on a totally different stratosphere right now people are going to say okay this is the one this he's the guy all right uh or if they lose the series uh now you're going to be uh during the whole offseason is Giannis going to demand a trade is Giannis getting out of Milwaukee you'll be hearing that and you know and it really depends on uh whether or not Giannis is going to silence all the critics by it really issuing a statement or, or whatever. But it got go either either one or two ways. All right. Um, you know, so let's move on to um clowning. J J J I always get his his first uh J, J oh, Clowny. J, Giovanni Clowny. Uh I always get I J anyway clowning. All right. <laughs> I butcher names, folks. I butcher names. Okay. So, um, he, okay, he's been a free agent. Um, he, he, he was drafted by the Texans. All right. And, uh, he was going to, uh, you know, pair up in that Texas defense and was going to really, uh, a lot of people had a lot of high expectations uh, for him being drafted by the Texans and he was going to do some remarkable things on their defense. Um, and after a couple of seasons, uh, you know, it just didn't pan out due to, you know, him staying on the field. Then, uh, he went to the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, the stats don't dictate how much of a disruptor he was on the Seattle defense. All right. Uh, so if you base your signing on stats, he didn't demonstrate that. He, he didn't get to the basket, but I mean, basket. He didn't get to the quarterback, 
But for him to be an ointment to the offense and a disruptor to the offense, that to me, that should speak something, all right? He wanted a big time contract. The Seattle Seahawks was not entertaining that, all right? So now he became a free agent, all right? And he kept sitting there, sitting there, hoping somebody would pick him up. He was hoping Dallas would pick him up. Dallas would, a lot of teams would not mind to have Clowney, okay? A lot of them. But a lot of teams are not going to pay him the money that he wanted, okay? When the stats don't reflect that amount of money. He signed with the Tennessee Titans, all right? And to me, um, the Tennessee, uh, look, when, whenever, and, and a lot of Tennessee fans are going to get mad what I'm about to say, all right? But when you sign to the Tennessee talent, uh, the, the Tennessee Titans, and you was this premier athlete, and you kept floating around, floating around, and the only team that signed you was the Tennessee Titans, that really speaks a lot about you, all right? Um, I'm trying to think, a rent, Ryan Tannehill, supposed to be this ultra talented uh quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. Um signed a huge deal with the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins released him and people were speculating, well, he could be a backup here, he could be a backup over there. You know, the Jets needs a quarterback, you know, a veteran quarterback. Uh, he ended up signing with the Tennessee Titans. Now, he signed mid-season and he was making a lot of noise mid-season. The Tennessee Titans signed him to an extension. We're about to see the real Ryan Tannehill, okay, for the Tennessee Titans uh, this upcoming NFL season. And I feel like you're going to get the same Ryan Tannehill that you got when he was with the Dolphins. Very inconsistent. And when when your team is on the, when it's on the line for your team and you need him to throw the pass, is he going to do that for you? That's the, the question. All right. But they put a lot of money in uh, the, uh, I forgot the running back's name, and it will come to me in a few seconds. They put a lot of money in him. And with uh, a Clowney, I think he's going to give you the same type of, um, I think he's going to give you the same type of consistency that when he was with the Texans. And when he's with the Seahawks, okay, he's going to be a problem for the offensive line. He's going to cause disruption. He's going to be an irritant. They're just not going to like him because he's going to move all around the line. Okay, he's going to do a lot of uh, the other team's going to, you know, uh, you know, he's going to make that quarterback throw where he doesn't want to throw. Okay, he's going to cause a lot of incomplete passes. Okay, but if you look at just individual stats, he is not going to give you that. Okay, he's not going to be leading the sacks. He's not going to leave the four. He's not going to be leading the forced fumbles. He's not going to lead any interceptions. He's not going to lead in fumbles. Okay, and for him to want a big time contract, you got to be consistent in those stats in order for you to get a big time contract. So I feel like this is going to be his last ride, his last Ruha. I think he's going to be one of those type of players where he's just going to sign one year deals 
and uh, you know, you, and, and and you know that's pretty much it. He's gonna sign one year deals with extensions, and that's pretty much it. I don't know the basis of his deal with the Tennessee Titans, but I'm assuming it's a one year deal. It's gonna have a lot of sentence, a lot of uh, in sentence. It's man, what is wrong with me today, man? <laughs> Uh, it's going to have a lot of perks in his contract where, you know, if he stays on the field for a number of games, he, he gets a bonus. If 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 he's, uh, you know, AFC player of the week, he gets uh, a, a little bonus. Uh, you know, if he leads in, sta- uh, in sacks, which I doubt it, he'll probably get a bonus. It's going to have a lot of those perks in his contract, a whole bunch of them perks, okay? So, um, to me, uh, it doesn't make the Tennessee Titans, to me, any better as far as beating the Kansas City Chiefs because I feel like the only way you're going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs this year is you're going to have to outscore them, okay? Uh, uh, Jalen Clowney is not on the offense uh, side of things. He's on defense, you know, uh, is, is he going to make uh, Patrick Mahomes forced to throw the ball somewhere where he don't want to go? Probably. Okay. But ultimately, it's not going to mean a heel of beans as far as he was that one key ingredient that's going to put them over the hump. No, not by any stretch of the imagination. Okay. Um, I think defensive wise, it makes them a little bit better than the Baltimore Ravens. All right. And the Titans beat the Ravens without clowning. All right. So it's gonna make their defense a little bit more, a little bit more impossible to defend if you're the Ravens, all right? Um and and you know, uh, you know, uh, that, that's pretty much it. Uh I, I feel like it, it makes the Titans the beast of the AFC South. But there was already the beast. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts, they're, you know, rebuilding. Okay. The Texans, uh, there's a possibility that they can take uh, that division away from the Texans. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we're going to have to wait and see on this. Okay. Uh, Antonio Brown news. I don't see anybody uh, signing Antonio Brown because he's got a, a suspension. And, you know, as soon as he signs to a team, that's when the, the suspension starts, all right? And to be perfectly honest with you, you're really only getting Antonio Brown, like, uh, you know, at the end of the season, possibly into the playoffs, okay? That's pretty much it. But the majority of the season, um, you know, you can't depend on him because he's going to have to serve a, a suspension, and the suspension could uh, last longer, all right? A lot of this is done on Antonio Brown's watch, okay? Uh, I felt like if he would have went to the offices, tell his side of the story, hurry up and get this thing over with, okay? So uh, I just don't see Antonio Brown back on the field. A lot of people think that he's going to the Baltimore Ravens. He's a perfect fit there. I just don't think the Baltimore Ravens is going to sign him knowing that he's going to miss nine games already. Okay, so uh, I I just don't see Antonio Brown coming back into the NFL. I just wanted to throw that little caveat out there, you know, because I've you know I've I've heard that. I just don't see it happening. All right. Um, but, you know, that's all the news and notes I have uh, for the uh, NFL. 
or we're, we're going to have to wait and see uh, how Clowney is going to uh, work with the Tennessee Titans. I think you're going to get the same type of uh, performance from him uh, with, with his thoughts with Seattle as well as uh, he got drafted by the Texans. And speaking of the Texans, um, uh, they signed uh, their quarterback to an extension. Uh, Deshaun Watson, um, after they let go of his friend and uh, his, his number one receiver, they traded him away. And then a lot of people were talking about, oh, well, that was his friend. You know, Deshaun Watson going to think about that. And he's probably not going to re-sign uh, with the Texans, which I thought was baloney because, um, you know, where would he where would he would have gone and, you know, had to basically start all over. All right. There's a possibility that the Colts could be entertaining a trade with the with the uh Texans but it wasn't going to happen because they played in the on there they're in the same division uh that's a possibility he can land with the Jets but with the Jets being in salary cap hell I don't think that was a possible thing what about the Dallas Cowboys you know they could trade quarterbacks for quarterbacks okay I don't think that was going to happen because that's in state okay so where else could he have gone? You know, there's not a lot of teams that would have, you know, they, they'd, be, they'd be interested in him, but is he's interested in starting all over with a new coach, a new system, uh, new players? Uh, you know, I just don't, I just didn't see him doing that. I, I thought that he was going to always sign an extension with the uh, Texans, and he did yesterday. It's a shorter contract than Patrick Mahomes. And it's a favorable contract. Okay. So what this means, the Texans got him for in his prime. And then when it comes to the re-up, they, they, they also got him on the re-up. But, but realistically, this really doesn't mean nothing. But it means a lot to Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. Now the Dallas Cowboys are put in a position where they're going to have to overpay to get uh to keep that prescott that uh, that prescott okay it is just that simple folks uh they they had the, they had the possibility of signing him two years ago all right and really they're playing into the strings of that prescott uh and his agency they knew that this day was going to come now the dallas cowboys can't say well you deserve this contract because, you know, the reason why Patrick Mahomes got that contract because he's he's an MVP and he won the Super Bowl. And you're not at that level yet. But Deshaun Watson's contract is similar to that Prescott. And guess what? Deshaun Watson hasn't won anything. All right. So now there are examples in the market where it's beneficial for that Prescott and his agent more so than Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, to me, they're going to have to uh, back up the Brinks truck and uh, they're going to really he's going to have the biggest contract in the NFL. All right. And what and and that's going to uh, if, if and, and when he signs that contract, that's going to put the Dallas Cowboys in a, at a dilemma. It's going to put them at a pickle. 
okay? Because now you're putting all your money on that Prescott signing an extension. So that means that is Damari Cooper going to still be on that roster? If so, you're going to be paying a lot of salary cap penalties. You're not going to have any flexibility in your salary cap. Is Ezekiel Elliott still going to be with the Dallas Cowboys? Are they going to ask him to take a pay cut? And if he doesn't, are you going to release him to have some type of flexibility in your salary cap? What about that offensive line that you've been paying for? You're probably going to have to let go of one or two of them players. You see, when you sign that Prescott to that big of a contract, everything else that you've been working so hard for is going to have to either take pay cuts or you're going to have to release them. Okay, You can't have the best of everything. You can't have all the best toys in your toy chest. Okay, So that's the dilemma Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones uh, don't want to have, but they're going to be forced to have. Okay, uh, They got they got that Prescott on a one-year deal, all right? But what about next year? Are you still, are, you know, is it beneficial for you just to sign a franchise, sign him under the, put him under the franchise tag yet again? And you got all these other players on your roster, and that stuff eats away to your salary cap. So um, I feel like it's not this year. It's no pressure, no big deal this year because they got everyone signed. But when the when the season is over with, all they're doing is delaying uh, what they should be taking care of right now, right? Uh, so uh, the Dallas Cowboys financially are in some serious implications where they have to make some major decisions, okay? Big time decisions. You know, they signed that they they drafted the uh, I, I forgot the receiver. I feel like he's going to be excellent, uh, but that's also going to say to themselves, you know what? We got him, so why are we why we're we paying uh, uh, Cooper this much money? I, I I don't get it. You know, we got a receiver that can that can pretty much take over for his stats, and we don't have to pay that receiver at this point of time a lot of money. All right, uh, they already didn't gave up on their cornerback. Uh, I think he went to Miami and they already got rid of Jason Witt. And he, uh, I forgot what team he's playing for now, but my, my point of it is you're going to be doing the same thing next year at the end of, at the end of this year, you're still going to be letting go of players to fit the status state under that, that cap number and to have some salary cap, uh, flexibility. All right. Which means, uh, uh Ezekiel Elliott, are you going to go to him and ask him for a pay cut? Or are you just going to release him? All right. So it's it's one of those dilemma dilemmas the Cowboys are in. But they got uh, uh, that Prescott for the franchise tag. But are you going to even pay him more for one year for another franchise tag? That's the dilemma that they're at. Okay. So, yeah. Um. Um, yeah, so uh, that, that's all I got for today. That's that's really all I got for today. 
I'd like to thank everyone that's been sharing this content with your friends, family, and followers. I really do appreciate that. Um, I, I like uh, on Facebook, y'all guys are, you know, sharing my posts. I appreciate that. Um, even on Twitter, I appreciate that. Uh, so um, we, we, we'll be back bigger and better on the next episode. Also, I want to make a, I want to say this. Uh, I'm, I need to pick a day where I'm going to consistently, uh, have an episode. All right. And, uh, the two days I'm looking at is Monday and Thursday. All right. So I'm going to probably do episodes Monday and Thursday and stay consistent on that instead of just, uh, just making episodes, making episodes. And I apologize in advance, but you know, there's a lot of stuff on my mind. Uh, and I'm going to start doing that. So Monday or Thursday, expect an episode. Okay. Uh, now if I premiere something in between those times or after those times, uh, you know, expect the unexpected. Okay. But consistently expect an episode, uh, Monday and Thursday or Monday or Thursday. One, uh, one, either one or the other, or, uh, you know, Monday and Thursday. Okay. So, uh, it's your boy, the host with the most hope y'all have an amazing week. I know I am outro.